pals, and there's also therapy, too. All right, we're doing it, recording. Okay. Yay! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Park Pals. Another Welcome interview. Welcome back. I know, an interview. I hope everyone had a good New Year and a good Christmas or whatever you celebrate over the holiday of December and January. Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy. Uh, we found out this week that in Russia, in Russia Christmas is January 7th. Interesting. I wonder weird? what that's all about. Yeah, I'm not, not really sure, but uh, my dad was saying that's easier for Santa. So, sure. All right. Cool. Well, I mean, according to historical texts, Jesus' birthday wasn't actually in December. So it really I mean... wasn't. They think it's in summer, actually. So. <sighs> yeah. So, look, we all cope the way that we need to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We just hope you all were able to relax and take some time with your loved ones. Yes, exactly. And if you're in a space with snow, we hope that you have electricity. My mm-hmm. God. Heat. My mom didn't. Oh, my God. Heat. Yeah, my mom got a bad snow in Virginia, and she didn't have electricity for a long time. <gasps> no, Mama so, but she was actually, know. I know, she was actually here, which is, she's here now, actually, which oh, is hilarious and amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it's so James. Yes, because she came for the holidays, um, and then she didn't have electricity um in virginia because she was gonna go back and then she was like well i guess i'll just stay here and then we got a big snow <laughs> so oh, nuts. then we were like well now you can't drive here so she's getting on both ends but it's uh raining pretty hard today and it's good better weather so uh, i think the rain's just gonna wash everything away okay but still people's like some people in virginia still don't have power so wow hopefully everybody is doing okay yeah how where like now that I know what Virginia mm-hmm. looks like, because I visited Connor slash yeah. drove around the entire outline of Virginia. I know. Where <laughs> does your mom live slash where you're from in the like? Yeah. So it's about three hours north of Virginia, uh, of Virginia Beach, rather. Sorry. Oh, sweet. OK, so yeah. it's about a th- eight hour drive for her as well to get to you. Yeah, it's like closer to nine, um, okay. almost 10 if you stop. But okay. yeah, she usually leaves really early in the morning and then gets there at night. But the reason she drives is because she stays here for a while, which mm-hmm. thank God she did. And you wouldn't have to worry about like flight cancellations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, so it's a if you were to look at like the picture of Virginia, I suppose, like if, and you see D.C. on the um, eastern, like very east side, we're about an hour south of that and then three hours north of Virginia Beach. Cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Because we drove from Virginia Beach to Knoxville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was trying to equate it in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she was kind of nervous about going through the Virginia Beach kind of like Roanoke area because Mm -hmm. like it's a lot, it's very mountainous. And so with it being so cold and icy and whatever and like fog and all that stuff. And it's it's only two lanes for most of that too. Yeah. A lot of it is. So it's pretty tricky. And they always are doing road work and it was just like. Let's just not even worry about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And our snow here wasn't that bad. We just got one snow day, which was super amazing. And then the next day, I kind of, we just, like, whoever could, we just braved it and went out. Um, And it wasn't bad, but it was definitely icy. Um, And now the rain, I think, is just washing everything away. So that's good. Oh, good. So I hope everybody's safe. And warm. Yes, hope everybody's safe. Long way of saying that. Yes. <laughs> but yes, we have a treat for you today mm-hmm. as we are welcomed back to 2022. And by welcomed back, I mean just welcomed back to the podcast rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we have our amazing John Balma, a.k.a. Barney Varm. Um, and what a delight. What a yes. true treasure he is. He was so sweet. And I felt like I could talk to him for 800,000 hours. Yeah, super genuine human being. And just... Mm-hmm. I I think he has a really cool heart and 
mm-hmm. story. And he, yeah, he was a he was a little delight. I'm sure a everyone true will enjoy treat. him. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, he has a couple, or he has a company um, for dogs, and his partner has a company for dogs that I will post in the show notes. Uh, he's based out of San Francisco, so if anyone's visiting San Francisco, please make sure to say hi to him if you see him in the streets, because he's very open to that. But mm-hmm. also, if you have a dog in San Francisco, or if you know anybody who has a dog in San Francisco, um, go ahead and hit them up, because they would be happy to help you. <laughs> yes, super fun and um thanks to him for answering all my questions i felt like i was just really excited i mean when i first heard his voice like you heard i said it yeah. out loud when i heard his voice and his camera wasn't on yet i was like oh my god it's barney it's like, happening he has, he has such a distinctive voice mm-hmm. it's so gnarly i was so excited to hear it so i'm so glad that he was able to be so wonderful and and uh you know give us a little bit more insight into the world of parks and rec yeah yeah so he was great hopefully everybody enjoys him and um, you get to you get to kind of hear a little bit more of the other stuff he's worked on as well. So if mm-hmm. you're a fan of any of the other shows, make sure to go back and watch him. And I am intrigued to go watch that movie he mentioned, Moonlight Mile, mm-hmm. with Su- Susan Sarandon and Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up while he was talking about it because I was like, I have never heard of this, but that's a stacked cast. So let's yeah. do this. <laughs> And he's such a phenomenal character actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really feel like he can do so many different things. So I'm really glad that he was able to talk about like the different kinds of characters that he's played before mm-hmm. um, and his whole career with theater and everything, too. So, yeah, I'm really excited for him. And I hope that he gets to be on Broadway one day when, yes. God willing, Broadway opens back up. So, um, but yeah, stay safe out there. I mean, so many people I know have COVID right now. It's it's actually insane. So. Yeah. So please be careful, get vaccinated and boosted and just be careful. And um, if you're running out of things to do, just go back and listen to any of our podcasts. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing to do. But we've got a couple um, more interviews coming out this month, um, and we probably won't do an episodic one review until the end of the month because we've got some amazing people to talk to. So mm-hmm. we're super stoked to share that with you. But for now, we will leave you with the amazing, incredible, wonderful, kind John Belma. There's a park and some pals, and there's also therapy, too. Hello? Hi. Hi, John. Can is it are we on? Yes, <laughs> I can hear you, but I can't see you. Oh, hold on. Let me fix that. Yay! Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Um, pardon me, I'm setting coffee down. Oh no, you're good. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting to hear your voice. I can't <laughs> even handle it right now. It's so succinct and perfect. <laughs> hello, hello. Well, thank you for joining us. How's your day going so far? So far, so good. I'm a little yeah. nervous. I'm a total Luddite, so all of this is... Well, oh my gosh, you're so good. All you have to do is sit there and answer questions. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We'll just have like a little fun conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yay. Well, how long? Oh, I'm in Nashville and Maddie, my co-host, is in Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. And you're in LA? I'm not. I'm in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Cool. Is that where you live right now? Yes. Oh, fun. How's that been going? Fantastic. I came back um, in August of 2019. Okay. Yeah. And then. Because that's where you're from, right? 
uh, not really, but sort of. I came here to go to college when I was, okay. you know, a kid and stayed and lucked out and had a theater career. So I was here for about 17 years before I went. Oh, wow. Yeah. What made you want to move back? Like, was L.A. just kind of you were done or was it like because that was before the COVID happened, I guess. It was before COVID happened. And yes, I was I was in a rut and, and very unhappy with mm. myself in Hollywood. You know, and I didn't know how to kickstart and really get up my enthusiasm to make it all work again. So a friend, in fact, my last roommate in San Francisco was listening to me kvetch about this and said, come to San Francisco. You can stay with me for a year. See, see if that, you know, does anything. And it was the smartest move. Oh, good. <laughs> That's always so helpful when you actually appreciate like where you're living. It just makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I realized um, after being here a very short while that the aesthetic, the just the day-to-day aesthetic of walking out and seeing this city mm-hmm. uh, really improved my outlook on life. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, it, it's a gorgeous city and, mm-hmm. and all these old Victorians. And I live on this really quaint little street. And it, it's it's quite, quite something. And down there, you know, you walk a little, not much. You're in your car all the time. Yeah. I, Have you I walked maybe like a little I lived in LA for about five years. Uh, Maddie has visited on and off. Um, but yeah, I yeah, you're never really walking. I mean, I walked a little bit in my last place because I was in North Hollywood and I felt like pe- things were a little bit closer to me, like grocery stores and whatnot. But for the most part, like if you're going to work or auditions or whatever, you're driving. Where did you live in North Hollywood? I was on Blick Street. Ooh, I was off of um oh my gosh. It I can't even remember. It was off Hart Street, which was it was closer to like Sun Valley area. It wasn't yeah. like necessarily yeah. the uh artist quarter, I guess is what you would call it. <laughs> like where all the dance studios are and stuff. It was close yeah. enough to that, but I was probably um closer to Sun Valley. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I liked it. It was cute. It was my first ever studio. It was really fun. Uh, You never forget your first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was just became way too expensive for me. I was just, you know, I was still paying off or am still paying off student loans. And, you know, it's just like the cost of living didn't match, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. To say no more. I live in one of the most expensive cities in the world and I'm still happy, (laughs) but it's, you have to keep that all the balls in the air <laughs> right 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 well i think once you can kind of get a hold on it like that's why i moved is so i could get a hold on it and then hopefully eventually i can go back if that's where the time leads me but mm-hmm. you know well fun well i'm glad that you're in san francisco i've only been there once and i would love to go back so i'll have to hit you up next time i'm there <laughs> oh please do i love this city so much oh, it's good. dramatically from when i was a youngster running around here but it, I've heard that it's still gorgeous. Yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, the whole character is even changing, which is a little disturbing, but it's mm. it's still really fun. Wonderful. That's awesome. Well, John, thank you again for being here. We appreciate you so much. It is amazing. My heart is soaring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember your first audition for Parks I'm and Rec? Like- very, I very much do. <gasps> Tell us about it. Um, the casting director uh, was Dory Frankel at the time. Um, I think she was actually on Parks and Rec for its entirety. Um, and I I knew her from 
Uh, she'd probably called me in for a couple of auditions elsewhere. And I also had been in an acting class with her. Um, mm. And so I knew Dory. So I was not nervous going in. You know, it makes a difference when you totally a friend in the room. Mm-hmm. And it was for a, a tiny little, I really think it was a couple of lines. Um, you know, I don't even think Barney was my first audition. I think I auditioned for another character. Really? I kind of think that. I may be wrong, but there may have been <laughs> one other thing I read for and didn't get. But this one, I remember going in um, and I they, they needed someone with a monotone. And you know, I'm pretty <laughs> flat in my delivery. And, uh, so I went and I did my thing and they hired me. And it was for this one show called Leslie's House which I think you just did a show on, didn't you? Yeah, yes. <laughs> we just talked to Alex Hardcastle, the director of that one. Oh, my God. But, yeah, we Alex. just talked to him, and I thought that was such a fun uh, – I didn't even know when I talked to him, but I thought that was a fun little connection of Grace and Frankie because you did Grace and Frankie, too, really briefly. I did, yes, in the first season. Yes, awesome. I remember seeing you because I only really watched it like full disclosure. I only really watched it because of Alex um, and I just fell in love. And then I saw you in a, um, a couple scenes and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> <It's John." laughs> but I loved it. So that's cool. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted your story about your audition. No, no. So I read it and I got the part and I went and did it. And it was a blast. I can't even tell you. It was, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh my God, look at who, who's in the room, even, you know? It was, it was so totally. Good. But it was really one job. It was, ne- I don't think it was ever intended to be a recurring character. Okay. Um, easily a year passed before they called up and said, Could you come back? And I was like, Of course I can. And it was the exact same joke. They had me come back and do this flat, monotone thing on the telephone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the end of that. And then the third one, I think it was the third one, I had an office and, you know, it was like, wow, okay. I know. Yeah, the third one is where we actually see the accounting department or the accounting firm, I should say. And it's really funny because they always call it the accounting firm. But I see that there was a name for it. And I didn't write it down because I was like, those names are really actually kind of hard to pronounce. I don't know where they got those names. It was like Wojowski (laughs) and something or other. Yeah, I I should know this, shouldn't I? And I don't. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, it wasn't your last name, your character's last name. I know. I wasn't a partner. Gosh. Why wasn't (laughs) oh my god well do you remember anything or what do you remember really about being there on leslie's house like like you said you were in that room with all of them really i mean it's nuts um Mm -hmm. it was shot in a real house in altadena and Mm -hmm. i just remember how crowded it was (laughs) Mm. you know it was it was crowded but The, the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going silent on a podcast. That's no, crazy. please. Oh gosh. <laughs> the, <laughs> the crew was so much fun. And Aww. they were so much fun every time. For the whole four years I was in and out, that crew was a blast. And they were having a good time. And it made s- such a difference. And... Um, I just I just remember it being like a party, really. You know, it all went fairly quickly. 
There wasn't a lot of waiting around. I was surprised yeah. by that. Um, that might be the benefit of handheld work, you know, with handheld cameras and moving mm, quickly sure. and stuff. Um, and there was an actor. You know, I was I was nervous. I was hoping I was doing it right and all that stuff. And of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that must have been pressure because you were in front of yeah. all them, literally giving they a presentation. They were all there. They yeah. were all there. I mean, there's yeah. Platt, Platt and um, Offerman and Leslie. Uh-huh. Justin Thoreau was in it. And- yes, oh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And there was an actor, and I've forgotten his name, and I wish I hadn't, um, who was a regular at the time. Okay. Sort of a tall, good-looking guy with dark hair. And was it Blake he- Lee? It might have been um, Paul Schneider. Oh, that for hands- For Mark? Paul Schneider. Did he do a movie called All the Pretty Girls or something like that? I don't know. Anyway, this guy had done a movie that knocked my (laughs) clocks off. And when I saw him, I was just like, I was frozen. That was my starstruck thing. And after I did my first scene, he broke out of the cast. He came up to me and was like, wow. Where did you come from? You're, and I'm, oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I've arrived. <laughs> oh my God. You didn't even have to like ask him. He just did it. It is him. Yeah. Paul All the real girls. All the real girls. Yeah. 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 You should see it. Okay. Pretty terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, I'm really yeah. interested in talking to him eventually because I want to know the tea on why he left the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. A I I, character. I, I, I'm, Mm-hmm. Not sure what what that was about. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I guess like Parks fans, like fanatics, would say that there wasn't really a lot left for his character to do. Um, I felt like mm-hmm. he was kind of going down this decline of like excitement or growth in his like yeah. career slash you know personality. But I feel like they could have done something. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. You never know. You never yeah. know these things. But yeah, so I liked him in Elizabethtown, too. I'll never forget him. <laughs> but anyways, um, that's awesome. I'm so excited to hear that they brought you back. And what's interesting to me is that you say that they wanted kind of a monotone, um, you know, a character and voice. But it's interesting because the first two episodes, that's definitely what you do and what you exactly. bring to it. And, and even it- when I talk to you, like just now, you're not a monotone fellow, not no. to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that was really well played. Mm-hmm. And in that third one is when you get all excited about the jokes. Um, But it's the such puns. a steady incline because that first, like he makes a joke about, they call me the Swiss army accountant or whatever. And mm-hmm. you're just like, Okay, all right. And then he says the calculator, calculator. thing. I mean, my God, that's famous now. <laughs> yeah, it's so it is. famous. It's great. It is. I can't tell you. You know, I uh, as I said, I'm a bit of a Luddite. I don't really, this. Uh, I'm not great at social media, but my neighbor across the street, who I, uh, up here, who I've known for a couple of years now, comes up to me once out of the blue after knowing me for like a year and says, John... I, I, you're a rock star. I just saw this uh, Reddit thread about your character on, and I was like, "What? What's Reddit? Tell me." You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember where I was going with that. No, it's probably a calculator thing. They probably like have and a bunch of puns. Like, I read it, and it's like I can't tell you how many people pun- use that, mm-hmm. and they Absolutely. say it to me on the street sometimes. You know, it's funny. That's awesome. Well, especially on Reddit, I feel like there are such deep 
cuts in Reddit. Like people that are that use Reddit, I feel like they just go on and on and on and on forever. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's awesome. And then I think in that same episode, because Ben quits then, and then you're leading around Ben Schwartz, and he doesn't know anything oh, no, that, about a. Was that that episode? Oh, it might have been. You're right. Uh, ben comes in to get a job. Do you know? Uh-huh. I have to say, of all the scenes I did in all the years, for some reason, when I read that scene and I knew who the character was, I was so excited to to do that with him. I was yeah. just waiting, waiting, and waiting to do that. <laughs> the Ben Schwartz one? Yes. You mean? Okay, yeah. And I got to tell you, that guy, he's something else. You know, I mean, oh. you, you watch his work and he's brilliant. But yeah. he's terrific off screen, too. He's a really, mm. he's a good guy. But what that, a master. That was so much fun. Did you get was to it? improvise at all? No, no. Nothing is improv. You know, they, I know it all looks like it's off the cuff, but mm. it's all on the page. You know, every mm. word is written and it's very good. And that's why yeah. it's so easy for us to make it look like that. Um, but no, nothing was improvised. I The first time I did it, I, you know, uh, me and the camera, I kept turning away from the camera at the mm. end. And there's a very funny bit to be had, a little button if you stay on the camera and watch him go out the door. And then the the poor um, uh, cameraman kept having to remind me, oh, oh, you're turning away at this point and blah, 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 blah. So I went away from it thinking, oh, damn, I screwed that up. But when I saw it, I laughed my head off. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know that he's such a master of improv, but I also know that like so many of the cast and crew are improv people. So like I I have heard from I think Maddie would agree, right? That like they're depending on the uh, extra or not the extra, the guest stars rather, or the co-stars. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they'll do fun runs and sometimes they won't. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm always interested to see who gets through the fun run and <laughs> who kind of just like went with what was on the page. That one was so fast though. Anyway, like it kind of had to be choreographed. I feel to go throughout the office like so that you get to the right spot at the right yeah, time. It, it was. too we had to have you notice there's there's a, a young woman who passes mm-hmm. and to get that timed right it took a you know we really had to hit our marks all the way around that circle that we walked so that yeah it was not improvised <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i imagine that they know which actors are coming in with a big improv background um yeah, they're, they're all in that world. I was never in that world. So it always, you know, the whole idea okay. of improv scared the hell out of me. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to ask that because you said you were a big theater actor. And I saw that like doing some research on you myself that you were. So improv wasn't really one of your main uh, no, uh, I, focuses. I think I went to Second City for like two classes. Mm hmm. That was it, you know, <laughs> and um, and I had gone to watch improv shows and sometimes they're funny and sometimes they weren't. And so I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, I just it can be a hit or miss. Look, mm-hmm. if you see bad improv, it can really put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it can. But when you see really good improv, it's pretty brilliant. You know, you got- it's life changing when you see good actors do it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this? There's a group that does. um they do genre improv, mm. like no. they do um, uh, Dickens, all of the improv, all in Dickens or all in Shakespeare or all in Tennessee Williams or wow. <laughs> stuff like that. They're in L.A. 
Therefore, that's cool. Yeah. That's impressive. That's a lot of information you have to retain to be able to come up with stuff on the spot in that they did, language uh, in that they field. They did an evening of Sondheim improv one. <gasps> oh, I my missed, God. But I would pay money to see that. <laughs> oh my god i uh i have heard of the improv uh shakespeare and i don't know i haven't actually seen it but i did improv for a little bit when i was in la and i remember seeing that advertised um but the biggest thing that i remember is the uh the improvised musicals and we saw one that was called opening night and uh a couple people they would always have guest stars in there but like the main cast was pretty much always there as well and Half of them, not no joke, were in parks. Um, I remember seeing some of them, but it's so funny because I remember I took my friend, actually Sean, who's been on this podcast before. I took him when he visited to opening night, and like he still talks about it to this day. (laughs) He's like so impressed by them because like there were themes and dance moves and just like so many things, like callbacks, obviously because it's improv. And I mean, the pianist really makes such a big uh, move in that as well because they have to like. Sometimes they'll bring back themes that the actors didn't even remember that they were doing. It's just nuts. It's it nuts. is amazing, mm. isn't it? Very yeah. clever yeah. people. Very clever. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I've, when did you start with theater? Oh, sorry, Maddie, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I like back on the improv thing, because I'm thinking about all these like guest stars that we've talked to that have and haven't done improv. I think a lot of the characters that have done are like the ones that are at the town hall meetings or like mm. the, the um, public forums. And I feel like, your character is just a little bit more set in stone and Mm -hmm. like his kind of appearances kind of bode better with a script. Yeah. Like there's less wiggle room. Barney is a running gag, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The joke is almost always the same, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's he's in love with Adam. and Adam. (laughs) (laughs) He's so fascinated. Yeah. You know, Oh man. (laughs) That's one of my favorite scenes. Like one of my favorite performances by you is when you find cones of Dunshire Mm -hmm. and you're like reading through all the instructions and you're so excited and amazed by this creation. And (laughs) okay. There was a moment of improv because somebody called Ledgerman, one of the extras called Ledgerman before anyone could get to it. And wow. that was a brilliant, uh, a brilliant moment in that little piece. And I loved it. It was great. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause two people say I call Ledgerman. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love wow. that. I well, think when that, you're ooh, like cracking maybe up- it was scripted. I don't know. Gosh. Well, know. either way that I, maybe they saw it in the script and they were like, maybe I should do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but okay. But when you're like cracking up, and you know, we talked about it being a gradual incline. Were you given any kind of direction with how to do that, or did you kind of just make that choice? Um, And I'll tell you, you know, I I worried about this a lot when the show came down, and I finally watched it. Um, I don't watch myself generally, but once Mm -hmm. the show was the series was over, I went back and watched it, and I watched this escalation of Barney becoming this huge sort of rather overblown character. Yeah. The hair changes, everything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, why didn't somebody check me on all of that, you know? But there was no, you, you when you came in, you know, eight months after doing a show, there was, there was no continuity. There was no one show, mm-hmm. comparing mm-hmm. pictures of what you used to look like and everything. Right. 
And I kind of forgot, you know, uh, in, the, yeah. in the early years, I couldn't remember what I had looked like because I wasn't watching, you know, myself and stuff. Um, so you see the hair get longer and and you see my acting get much broader, much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it fits, though, because I, I feel like I created this backstory almost in my head that he was an accounting teacher. And then when we meet him later, he's at a firm. So he's like taking this big step. So I like and I think that fits with all of us. Right. We don't always look the same a couple of years later. We kind of find a new style or a new vibe. So I think that makes sense of it all as a fan, I feel. And mm-hmm. truthfully, also, unless you're watching it from like season to season, you don't really notice anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, all I'll say is that everything I did fit the writing and, and, and the writing evolved as I evolved. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think I, I, I hope I served what the writer was after, you know, because it did get, it did get more elaborate and broader and um, they love the scream and the Ted and all that stuff, you know? Yes, I know. Well, I was going to ask it. I mean, it sounds like they would have said something if it wasn't what they wanted. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was never reined in by a director. I never had anyone say, no, that's not the way to do it. Um, Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of directors, I mean, I looked through all the ones that you did or the episodes that you're a part of and you work with, I don't think you worked with the same director twice. Um, so that must have I been wild. I don't think I did either. I don't think I did either. Did you have a favorite one or did you have any like thing to say about like what it was like to switch between directors? I did. And you know what? I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to forget her name. Um, oh, no. What's her name? Let me see if I can find her. Was it someone named Wendy? Because that was the only like. No, it wasn't Wendy. Woman one. It was like Joanne or Julianne. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Oh, I'm sorry, Julie. I can't remember your name. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll look it up I, and I'll do it in the recap. I'll tell you why she became my favorite. I had, I, I think I ended up working with her two or three times throughout my career. Um, but that time might have been the first time I had been moved up from co-star to guest star, mm. which is all just a billing thing. And mm. um, Big deal, though. What? I said, I think it's a big deal, though. <laughs> it, it, no, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. And she was so, uh, she was really, really engaged and chatty and, you know, just tried to include me in the big boys' chairs. You know, she mm-hmm. actually invited me to come sit next to her between takes and stuff. Um, and I wow. just thought, oh, oh, I'm. I'm in the inner circle now, you know, <laughs> I wasn't, but it made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so no, cool. She was, she was terrific. She was really approachable. And, and like all the directors on sitcom generally uh, sharp as a tack and they, they work very, very quickly. And I love, yeah. them. I love that. No, no brooding or contemplating. Stuff. Yeah, that's really cool when, you know, you see that there isn't necessarily um, a hierarchy or like there is, but there isn't. And it's just nice to all be a part of the same team. You know, sometimes it's just in your head. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very much that kind of, you know, oh, am I worthy to be over here and all that stuff? Oh, my God. Yeah. We can relate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a well, weird so world these- in Hollywood. You know, you never know where you're standing. 
Yeah. Nothing. Because that character, I feel, is was a little... Um, He's just like fun and playful. And I have seen you in uh, a couple other things like Friends and Scrubs, which FYI, oh my God, so amazing. Love it. <laughs> and uh, I always clock you and I'm watch- rewatching those shows too. But in those ones in particular, I feel like your, ca- your character is like the creepy guy uh, kind of, which yeah. is like <laughs> hilarious. And I love that. But I'm also like, were you typecasted as that? And because Barney isn't, I feel, I mean, he's a little mm-hmm. creepy in the sense where he's like stalking Ben almost, but, <laughs> but it's more fun. Fun. You know, it, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm I'm very aware of the creep factor in my <laughs> being and how it can easily <laughs> go that direction. But I'll tell you, early in my career in Hollywood, I got called in to read for a movie. Uh, it had no lines, but it had a lot of reaction shots. And I was the killer in the movie. I was a murderer. Oh, wow. And my agents were like, well, they want to see you. I don't know why. You know, you're such a nice guy. I don't think, you know, don't get your hopes up. That sort of thing. And right. I got the part. And wow. it was really creepy when you see it. It's it's uh, it's with Jake Gyllenhaal and Holly oh. Hunter and Susan Sarandon, Dustin Hoffman. It's a movie called Moonlight Mile. Okay. It's a, uh, a courtroom scene that I'm in uh, while mm-hmm. Jake is testifying and Anyway, that's a stacked cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My first big movie. And that's who I'm working with. I was, yeah, it was something else. I'll tell you. That's, that's cool. amazing. Um, I know a lot of people that are like that, though, where they're like my headshot slash like my appearance doesn't really match my personality. And so mm-hmm. they're trying to like find a way to meet in the middle a little bit, you know? Well, yeah. You know, when I was in stage, I was a chameleon. I, I got cast in all kinds of roles. You know, character mm-hmm. actors have the luxury of doing that. Um, so when I went to Hollywood, I I didn't understand that I needed to be, you know, a box of tide. This is who I am and this is how I play. And sure. so I, I don't know, I didn't. I you didn't, got to do multiple things. I did get to do multiple things, but not necessarily intentionally. <laughs> mm. You know, they, they read me and decided what was what. I'll tell you something funny about, you know, when that movie came out where I was the killer, I had postcards made. I had this one headshot that looked really creepy. So I made it into a postcard to advertise the movie and send it to all the casting offices. And it so happened it landed on Leslie Litt's desk at Friends the week she was trying to find um, a bad guy character for the show. So she called me in for the part. And I read, I didn't get it, but... Two weeks later, they called me in for um, another part, and it was for the um, the Barbados episode. Mm-hmm. And it was a little two line part. And I went in and I read for it, and I left. And I was out in the parking lot, and someone came running after me, and they said, "They want you to read for the guest star. Come back." And that was Jarvis Overblow. Yes, Jarvis. Yeah. So <laughs> the creep led to that, you know. That's so cool. A strange, strange chain there, but and that's what also why story. I tell young actors the power of the postcard. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people say don't do that kind of stuff, but I got quite a few jobs off of postcards, so I believe. Interesting. Them. Yeah, that's so cool. I would never think think about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, and that's why it's so expensive, too. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? 
Oh, no, I was just saying sometimes it can be expensive, too. So, like, you, it's really an investment, you know? Well, mm-hmm. it's not that expensive, and it is an investment. And you have to be willing to when – you're, when you're brand new, mm-hmm. willing to spend a little money to get your face out there, do whatever it takes, yeah. you know? I mean, after yeah. a while, you don't really need to do that kind of stuff. Um, once, once you kind of get known, you know, mm-hmm. then, then the agency has an easier time uh, picking yeah. you, but – I was an unknown. I was complete unknown. So I didn't mind. I did whatever I could. Is that how the Scrubs thing came about too or something similar? Or was that just more of a once once audition than the end? That was just a, yeah, that was just a once audition. I don't even remember who cast. That one you were literally in for five seconds. (laughs) I was. (laughs) But I loved it. I had that brilliant costume, that (laughs) low-cut, weird um, Like robe thing. my hair plastered down i (laughs) loved that they did that to me when i saw it when i saw them doing the makeup and everything i was like oh this is gonna be fun (laughs) 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 and i remember uh, zach braff was in the makeup chair next to me and Mm -hmm. first the makeup people were trying to kind of clean me up and i said oh oh could couldn't she just like i think he's kind of um messy and creepy and they're like well we we just want to get you and zach said no no make him look as bad as possible and oh, I, and I, I was so grateful to him for doing that because that, yeah. that window shot just makes it it is so funny <laughs> so for the listener who is not familiar that scrub scene was where zach braff's character is looking for a new apartment and then he goes into this one and john's character is outside of the window saying oh he's perfect <laughs> <laughs> and then zach braff has this like really hilarious uh reaction shot and it's just so good it's so perfect and i'm, I'm sure i don't know if he directed that episode but i'm sure like his brain is in the directing uh mindset as well you know what i mean so yeah you know it is because were... of course right after that he did that movie um uh garden, garden state Days. and yeah mm. yeah obviously the guy's brilliant so yeah yeah that's so funny i love that. <laughs> well so did you have like a favorite person or a favorite story um of who you worked with on set or who you got to hang out with at crafty or anything like that because you worked with all of them <laughs> I did work with all of them. Um, uh, let's see. You know, I did. Maybe favorite is a strong word because that puts a lot of pressure on it. But yeah. you know memorable, I mean. something that's memorable. Maybe. Well, yeah. the, the for me, one of the big memorable things was was Chris Pratt on set. Um, we we didn't work together a lot. I think toward the end of my arc, we had a couple of scenes together. Um, and um but he was so much fun on set he was just mm-hmm. a, a happy presence and he brought yeah. his mother to set one one episode and that really oh, sort of en- endeared me to him <laughs> or endeared him yeah. To me. um yeah i i thought he was really sweet and fun nick was very very funny and very nice i didn't i didn't get to meet megan she wasn't in any of my scenes. Which um, one's Megan? His wife. Lally, his wife. Oh, 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 Megan. Okay, got it. Megan, yeah. Megan. Okay, got it, got it, got it. 
And um, and Leslie and I had a few exchanges. And I, I think I even I even uh, saw this recently. And you know how Facebook says, gives you memories from yeah. mm-hmm. past years. I guess I had just done a an episode, and uh, Leslie had uh, uh, told me in the elevator going going back down to our dressing rooms that um, that I made her laugh so hard, and, and, it, and I had to make a post of that. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> anyway, I would too, every day. Totally. No, I uh, uh, I'll tell you one exchange that's very memorable is that. Uh, late in the arc, um, I had started getting recognized on the street, mm. and um, and it was uh, I'd had that experience before because of a commercial that ran in the early two thousands, and I got recognized a lot from that. But mm. usually, I wasn't recognized too often. Um, but when Parks and Rec was going, it was like I couldn't go to the store without talking to people and. Wow. be in line for coffee and I'd notice people staring and talking and stuff. And so I did a lot of selfies and a lot of hello and all that stuff, which I loved. Never be afraid to approach me on the street. Yay. <laughs> fun to talk to people. Um, John gets mobbed two days later. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. But I went to set and um we had to uh, we had to walk from our trailers over to probably the the business park or something where the office was set up and i was walking with nick and um and chris and so and so nick says so are you starting to get recognized and i said yes i am and i said you know uh i don't think i'm handling it well because i said everyone's really nice but it's like the moment they recognize me, I have to think back for five minutes and figure out if I was picking my nose or what was going on all the time they were staring at me. And Chris goes, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> you have to watch what you're doing in public all the time now. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't even that's imagine. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a megastar, you know. No wonder, especially now with Chris Pratt being in the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, Goodness. right. Mm-hmm. That's no, nuts. Was, but I'm so glad that you're like feeling good about taking pictures with people. That's very nice of you. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? I got to tell you, the Parks and Rec fans never a bad one. They're so sweet. They're just great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks everybody yeah. for repping us. I love <laughs> <to them>. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Good to know. Yeah, I feel like everybody's just so excited and they're mostly nerds anyway. So it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. I feel like it correlates well with how we've we've gotten feedback about set from all, all of the guest stars, right? That it's always a good experience and lighthearted and everybody's fun and you know, it's like a family on set. And so it's cool that it's kind of the same with the fans that we're mm-hmm. not like pushy and stuff. It's yeah, it's, it's the yeah. same vibe. And you know, that said, I, I, I know I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Um that was the most fun set. I, I've been on a lot of sitcom sets, and that mm. one was different. Mm, yeah, it was something really special. Really great. 
That's, That's so, so cool. cool. Oh my God, I love hearing that. Um, I was going to ask you too about the, uh, you know, you came back uh, multiple times. I was going to ask, did they say anything specific to you about like why they asked you back as far, not as far as like you being great, obviously, but I mean more so in your character. Did they say anything like that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. It always, it always went, you know, my agent would call Parks and Rec, want you to come back. Are you available these days? Yeah. That's so cool. The entire discussion. Yeah. Well, and it's it's amazing because well, you talked about Chris Pratt and you having scenes with him. I was just rewatching the one where um, Ben, Nick, and uh, Chris Pratt are and Andy are trying to get April the job. Yeah. And then he throws fireworks at you in the in the parking parking lot. Give me the job, USA. <laughs> and I was gonna ask, like, what was that like? And did they actually have fireworks? Like, was that a post thing? Like, what no, was had, that? As I recall, they had fireworks. I think okay. they did. Yeah, that was um, that was such an odd thing. I don't have a, a a big memory of it. I just remember it was the last shot of the day. It was at the mm-hmm. end of quite a long day, and we went down, and there was. I was so thrilled because they had. Barney Varm's name on a parking placard. Yes. Well, you know. And they had your name on the in your office too. Like mm-hmm. I looked at that um like in frames with your like degree and awards and stuff. I was like, oh my God, Barney, moving <laughs> up. Yeah. You know, you know, when I saw that on the on the office thing, it was the first time I knew I had a last name. <laughs> wow. And I had a last name too, Varm. Varm with an N, an yes. M and an N. Varm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, That's I remember so cool. the regular firework like on the um, parking lot, like the little uh, fountain one being like that w- could probably be real. But I was like, when he's throwing stuff in your car, I was like, is that like, did they have to budget for like the damage control of that car? <laughs> or like, I don't understand. Gosh, um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was real. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it looked real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't worry too much about budgets when you're doing <laughs> big, big, successful shows. Um, right. Well, especially that one. Willing to throw like, money By the that. time that got there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And then also speaking of, well, not speaking of, as if we haven't been talking about this for the whole time, but <laughs> Cones of Dunshire um, was like, I just was rewatching not that episode in particular, but the unity concert one. Um, and you were the one, your character was the one that created the C core, like for uh Coast yeah. of Dunshire, like copyrighted it. And I don't know why, but I just felt this like overwhelming sense of pride. I was like, Barney made Cones of Dunshire a real thing. <laughs> it's not just in Ben's head anymore. And it's not just a game for, you know, accounting people. It's like a real thing. So it's amazing to me. Yeah. Was that the one where they're at the restaurant and I present? Yes. So, yeah. 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 You pop out and he's like, you don't have to introduce yourself every time. <laughs> it's me, Barney. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, where was, was that restaurant? Do you remember? Hmm? Do you remember where that restaurant was? It was a set. Oh, damn. Mm, yeah. okay. It was a set at CBS Radford. You know CBS Radford? Do you know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah we've, uh, CBS just sold it, so I don't know what it's going to be called now, but hmm, yeah. Interesting. Oh, weird. Well, a, I didn't know that. 
That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Did you get to play with this uh, with the board game at all, like or no, anything, or I, not really? I never actually really saw. I I saw some of the big pieces they did originally when we had the calzone party, mm-hmm. you know. But yes. I didn't see it, uh, the actual game after that. I heard okay. rumors that it was going to be a real thing and sell in stores and stuff, but I. I don't think that came to be. I should look. I that haven't up. seen it. They should do that, though. You know how much money oh they would make off of that. Do you know how happy that would make so many people? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm honestly surprised they didn't because I feel like I NBC is so about like the behind the scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know that. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, we'll get on it. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> they do. They have a Parks and Rec. It's almost like Cards Against Humanity type style. Really? Mm. And it's like a yeah. It's very interesting. Somebody got us that for christmas one year but it was it's like a the main card that goes in the middle of the group has like a something you have to spin like a bad headline mm. and then you have cards you choose from for how you spin the story that's interesting so I'm like, I, I feel like that took more thought process than trying to create cones of dunshire which already had an outline yeah <laughs> in this in the show right they should totally do that <laughs> i know a part of me wonders if the person who wrote it was just kind of like spewing out things so to make actual rules and write it in a handbook would be hard but right. <laughs> <laughs> it could be done <laughs> yeah. oh that's wild also i love that you shout ted so many times and we never actually meet ted <laughs> i love it yeah. too oh my god yeah. <laughs> It, I get asked a lot of questions about Ted, and I can't. You do? I can't what kind of questions? Single one. You know, <laughs> you're never ever going to meet him. I mean, if they were ever to revive the show, you still would not know who Ted is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god, that is amazing! And then also the person that you talked to, who I really love this episode. So the um, episode where he solves that um, the trust file um, where he has to dissolve the trust and you do the little light bulb moment um i'm really uh do you remember working with that guy who played frank yeah um because he is so good and he is similar to you i feel well similar to a lot of character actors where they're like Mm -hmm. i just i mean that i saw him and i'm only basing this off of one other thing i saw him in which was xenon um hello Uh disney channel movie yes and he plays like the bad guy who steals the chip. <laughs> yeah, is. okay. And it's amazing. Yes. Um Xenon girl from the 21st century or whatever the hell. And uh, anyway, so I was just curious what it was like to work with him um because he is also kind of typecasted but could be different from his character. Uh he was he was really great. We were actually from the same agency, so we had this little no bonding moment when we figured that out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Had you known him before? I hadn't. You know, I don't know if you can see me, but I'm desperately trying to look up his name. <laughs> oh, it's Bob Bancroft. I'm sorry. Oh, Bob. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it down because I was like, I need to know what his life is about. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I thought when I saw him uh, in costume and everything, I thought, oh, he looks perfect for the firm. And then when I saw a picture of the two of us together, I thought it was hilarious. And I wished <laughs> that they had made a team of us and let us, you know, come back together, this Mutt and Jeff. Uh, oh, my God. You know. That would have been so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, did you, um, I guess, did I was going to say, did you break, but it, you guys are probably professionals about it, especially the uh, the light bulb moment. I thought that was so funny. Did you take a long time to get that done? 
Um, not really, not really. <laughs> um, I remember the first time I did it, I thought for sure they were going to like, okay, pull it back, pull it down. That's mm. too big. That's too big. And they didn't. So it, yeah. got, silly. <laughs> it got really silly. Um, yeah. I don't remember people breaking very much. I think there was one, uh, one take in the lobby of the, you know, April trying to get a job when, mm. I probably screamed Ted or some some scream came out of my mouth and both Nick and Chris were trying to stifle laughs. Um, and I think we did have to do a retake at that point for that. Yeah, That is so funny. Was it hard not to break in that scene with Ben Schwartz? It was moving so quickly that it wasn't hard not to break. Okay. And I was sort of starstruck. So I was just going with it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, my God. He's so good. Oh. He's so good so fast. Mm-hmm. Don't know what QuickBooks are. Don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, where was that business park? Or was that a set, too, where the accounting um, firm was? I am I think that one was out in, I'm forgetting all the geography of L.A. all of a sudden. Um, That's okay. The other side of the 405. Uh, w- Woodland Hills or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, there was like a mall thing over there too. That would make sense. It was this huge business park and we were up on like the sixth floor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they use it the same though, like the same one every time, right? I mean, no. it was from the exterior. No, the very oh, no. first time you see the office, it was shot in a different building way up, way up the 405 going mm. north. Um I don't even know where we were. Stevenson's Ranch or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Was it a set like up there or was it no, a, it was a actual building, building that they had okay. like converted? You know, it was like an empty office building and they had built out this office. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Did you create like a backstory for yourself? I know I like Maddie's backstory a lot as well. But I'm wondering <laughs> if like when you went back for that uh, to be at the firm, if you kind of made one for yourself or not? Um, the only no, basically. Um, <laughs> the, the the only thing I decided uh, going along. Um, well, there were a couple of things. I decided that I had been working there when I was volunteering at. Um, the uh, continued education thing when okay. for Leslie's house that I was already working at this firm. Um, and what else did I decide? I think there was a moment when I was brought back, I was brought back for probably it was either the second or third one. And the costumer and I were trying to remember if Barney was wearing a wedding ring mm. and I couldn't remember. And she couldn't remember and um oh it had to be the third or fourth because the ben thing was starting uh, the adam right. bet was starting to run and i decided i i said let's not do a wedding ring just in case barney comes out in some future episode <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> we don't have that horrible oh, complication of him you know <laughs> cheating yeah. on his wife if, <laughs> yeah. theoretically um but yeah. Oh, that is so funny. I decided he was he was very closeted and uh, 
<laughs> I didn't even think of that, but that goes so well with why he's like in love with Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. So. Oh my gosh. Um, Do you have any accounting experience yourself? Zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> zero. Zero. And if there are any actors listening, I teach this when I teach certain acting classes, workshops that I do. Um, my God, take an accounting class. If you're going to go mm-hmm. to Hollywood, take mm-hmm. an accounting class. You know, as much as you think you're going to hate it, you need to know something just to understand your paychecks and what's going on in them. Yeah, do it, kids. Okay, <laughs> okay good to know. That's good advice. Where do you teach? Uh, wherever I can. I was When I was in L.A., I was teaching at Studio School, which is okay. uh, a BFA program. Um, downtown in an actual studio on uh, Bixel Street, I think it is, and um, it's wonderful. It's a it's a it's a working uh, lot. Uh, they shot Mad Men there, and mm. um, quite a few other big things. And there's this wonderful BFA program that's housed there, so the kids are exposed to all this real equipment yeah. and actors mm. and all this stuff that was a blast i worked there for two years and i do uh i started doing this little workshop um a character workshop and cool. i just did it here and there i had intended when i came back to san francisco to go full guns with it and just become an acting teacher up here um and then COVID hit so i didn't do mm-hmm. that <laughs> Oh, good old COVID. Good old COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Do you have a preference? I mean, I know a lot of, I ask this of a lot of people and most of it is just like, they don't have a preference, but do you like theater more than uh, TV film or is it kind of just like whatever the, wherever the work is? I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you, I probably did have a preference at one time or another. I think I'm more suited to stage than anything. Um, stage is certainly more satisfying uh, to actually work with an audience is totally yeah. Immediate it, it beyond it's feedback. It's just great. It's just really great. And of course I love TV. It's a lot like stage, especially when you're doing a sitcom that's taped in front of a live audience. That's very much like doing theater. Um, mm. But the one I loved the most was film. And I, mm. I loved it because it, moves at the pace I move at. I'm a very, I'm, I'm very slow in my rhythms. I'm very slow in my decision-making where characters are concerned. And mm-hmm. film gave me all the freedom I needed to like dwell on things before I had to go before the camera. He yeah. never does that. <laughs> you, <laughs> you better do what you did in the audition or you're going to get fired. You know, you have to have it all there. Right there. And I did a couple of little films. I did one, um, one on location for a week. And that was just, I was in heaven during that week. It was really fun. That's so cool. I love that. And was so that one uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, the kind of scary one, that was probably your first like big one? Or were you doing more stuff before that? It was my first really, really big studio backed film. I had done one film before that called Purpose which was a okay. small independent film. Um, but yeah, that was my first real big one. And after that, I did uh, um, 
no, I can't believe it. <laughs> I forgot the movie. <laughs> I forgot the name. <laughs> did it. Um, a gymnastic okay. film. Do you remember mm. that? One? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stick It, maybe? Stick It. That's it. Yes. Oh, I love yes, Stick yes, It. Yes. It's great. I remember that. That. Yep. that was a big, a big studio movie. That was, you know. Yeah. Big. <laughs> did you ever want to do um, like Broadway or anything since you had such a big theater background? I did. I did. Oh, God. Now we're going to get in. Now Now you have to you have to become my therapist. I did. <laughs> I never, That's what we're here for. We have I, time. It's like I my legit job. Maddie is a therapist. I never wanted to go to Hollywood. I never saw myself in Hollywood. I never thought I was right for it. Um, and I wanted desperately uh, to, to end up on Broadway. Mm-hmm. But I was a kid from Podunk Nowhere who came to San Francisco and got lucky. You know, I got recruited into a company right out of college and started working. And um, and I was not terribly sophisticated. Um, and New York scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go and I wanted to go. And my friends were getting into, you know, Ivy League grad schools and going east and I would go visit them and get my toe wet, but I couldn't figure out how you lived in New York. You know, I would look at mm-hmm. what the prices were and uh, I just couldn't wrap my head around it, which which is unfortunate because you can make it work. You know, you can yeah. go there and make it work. And, um, and I think it, this is funny. This is an awful thing to say. A lot of actors are going to hate me for saying it. Um, <laughs> But I heard it from a lot of casting directors, and I have come to believe it's true. You can kind of tell when an actor has spent some time in New York and really, mm. you know, done the work out there. It it's it's a you're a little they're a little different. It's a little different. Like it hardens you a little. It I would say either hardens you or uh, sharpens you professionally is how I prefer mm. to think of it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think the East Coast has a different vibe than the West Coast anyway. You know, I'm a totally different person when I'm in New York. Mm -hmm. I feel so free, so unfettered. (laughs) I have confidence I don't have normally, you know. Interesting. And there's just that energy of, you know, it's it's kind of a struggle to be there. To live there is definitely a struggle. So, you know, you got to kind of work to get what you want. Right. Well, now that you have stuff on under your belt and you're like, you know, I feel you can go to New York and work if you wanted to, probably. Thank you for well, saying but- that. <laughs> you have to believe it too, John. <laughs> I do, but you know, oh my God, you've caught me at a really interesting time in my life because the last two, as I said, the last two years in LA, um, I was very disappointed in my career, you know. Yeah. I, I had come off of Parks and Rec with a lot of um, a lot of interest. And my my yeah. agent was thrilled. She said, there's nothing we can't, we can get you into, you know, all kinds of auditions. And I did for two years. I read for series regular stuff. Um, wow. Big, big guest star parts and everything. And I didn't book a damn thing. <laughs> and after yeah. a while they weren't asking me to read for those things anymore. And they were calling mm-hmm. me one-liners and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. just really yeah. about that. It is the most heartbreaking career 
and the eternity of the world. I yeah, feel. <laughs> it can be. It really can be. And, it can be. That's a better way to put it. And I had to wrestle with my ego a lot those final years. And mm-hmm. because I couldn't believe it was happening to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when you've been sold this idea, like, we can get you anything you want now. <laughs> you know? Uh, well, it's no, always job it after job or job that. to job. It's more what's in your head. You know, we all think we're a star. Um, oddly, well, that's a whole other discussion. I never did think I was a star, but... but <laughs> I started, you know, going through the process of can I walk away from it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It, I had wanted to be an actor since I was eleven. I had pursued it wow. doggedly since that age, and there was nothing else I had ever wanted. And so, letting it go was a very long process. And I have to mm-hmm. say, COVID helped because it shut everything down and gave me time to think and come to yeah. come to grips. And I quite by accident fell into the world of dog care. Ooh. I became we a, love dog care. I became yes, a dog walker during okay. COVID. And um, I fell in love with it. Wow. And now I run a business and my partner runs an even bigger dog business. And uh, No way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What it business is it? So let's let's shout it out. What is oh, okay, it? Okay, okay. I mine is uh stowaways. It's um is it <laughs> my god, I'm gonna forget my website. <laughs> dot com or stowaways sf dot com. Uh and my partner is Actrack. Wait, say the last one again. The my partner's uh business is active pack. Active I'm going to look up the stowaway Active one Pack first. SF or something like that. Okay, wait. This is I'm a terrible business person. Okay, well, I'm going to find it. But I can't. Oh, wait. So, wait. Wait, maybe I need to. Okay, there's a film called Stowaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Keep the ball rolling. Okay. No, I, I, I'm not finding it on Google for some reason, but I think I might be spelling it wrong or something. But either way, once we get the link, I'm going to post it in mm-hmm. the show notes, okay. both of those, right. and then we'll make people go. Is it just San Francisco? Like, it's um, like com. It's just San Francisco. I walk. I have my little area, which is basically the hate and Twin Peaks and Castro and Noe Valley. Um, <laughs> okay. 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 And so cool. It's great. Oh, I love that. I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, is it like a kennel thing or are you no. just walking dogs or no, what, no, what no. is it? You drive around, you pick up a pack of dogs and they all know each other after a while and they are a pack and you take mm-hmm. them out uh, to play together. Oh my God. And very that sounds like the best oh gosh, job. I want this job. <laughs> it's a great job. I got to tell Maddie's you. moving to San Francisco tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I'll be your employee now. I do, I do I'll bring my two little poops. And so, you know, that's about a six, seven hour day and, and it's a blast and you fall in love. <laughs> you fall in love yeah. with all these little dogs. Oh, that's so cool. Did you own pets like growing up then? Is that how you did this? Uh, or like got the bug for it, I guess. Interestingly, I was a cat person my whole life. <gasps> I am too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I very accidentally fell into becoming a dog owner um, around 2011. I saw this pathetic rescued dog on a friend's Facebook page. He had just found it abandoned in uh, some 
outer part of LA and took it to the vet mm-hmm. to get it all cleaned up. And I just, I just had to have him. And I said, are you going to keep him? And he said, no. And I said, I really want to meet him. And that was it. I, I He's still here somewhere. Aww. His name What's is his name? George Clooney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so good. That is so perfect. I can't even handle it. <laughs> and, uh, there he is. Oh, my God. Wait. I'm taking a picture of us. Hold on. One, okay. Ready? Three. Maddie, get ready. Three, two, one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. He's so cute. He's so adorable. Look at his little outfit. I can't with dogs, guys. Like, I, I cry watching TikTok videos of dogs. Like, well, I'm going to make you cry even more because I'll tell you the story of George is that the, the, because of the condition he came into the vet with, and there was one, one aspect in particular, he was covered in house paint. And the vet thinks he was a bait dog um in a dog fighting ring they take small dogs and they put paint on them and the paint upsets the fighters and causes them to get riled up and what the actual fuck that's crazy people are awful i know and i'm so sorry to 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 mention that it's a terrible thing but no i think it needs to be like actually we need to be more knowledgeable about it the educational value is you know insurmountable yeah the world is a dark place sometimes um but also you know that's why i had to have him and i had to and i was a totally naive i didn't know anything about having a dog so i did everything wrong spoiled him beyond (laughs) me and he had a lot of issues um but Oh my God, he's my best friend, you know? Of course. Wait, do you watch Grace and Frankie, John? Yes. Okay, because you know that episode where Saul um, adopts, well, not adopts, he actually like is super like against breeding or whatever, but then he falls in love with, you know, a dog that has been bred kind of thing and he does the same exact thing. That's what it's reminding me of where he's just like giving him treats even though he didn't do the right thing. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what so happens funny. though i mean it's like mm-hmm. oh my god you just Ugh. you'll do anything for him of course mm-hmm. how old is so he true. george is 12 wow oh my gosh i bet he's living such a good life with you though oh my, oh god. my gosh he was a baby though he, when you rescued him then what's that he he was so little when you rescued him then he was um well he's little now i mean he weighed about nine pounds when I rescued him. He was quite a bit underweight. Um, his normal weight was about 12 pounds. Okay. Um, How long ago did you say you got him? I got him in September of 2012. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, you've had him for almost his whole mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah. You're his person. Yeah. 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 Oh, baby. That's so cute. That's such a great story and such a great thing that you found to spend your life doing. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I love it. That's so cool. Well, I know that theater is not really going to happen probably anytime soon because of COVID. But once it does, do you think that you'll start to maybe look into auditions or working with a theater there or or maybe TV film? Or is that kind of not on your radar? Never say never. You know, um, since leaving Hollywood, I've actually been called in to do a couple of jobs, which is the weirdest thing because you know when you're there your dream is to just be offered something and yes. mm-hmm. um that didn't happen for me down there but <laughs> it did once i left 
Of like, course, that's the way it goes. An episode of Storybots on Netflix. Um, I love Storybots. Wonderful, wonderful children's cartoon. And um, I've never seen it. I love that. Oh, you have to look at it. Yeah, okay, I, I don't great. think my episode's out yet. But of course, I'm playing an accountant who explains budgets. No, the characters. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. And that's so fun. And then I just went down to Hollywood uh, for a week to be John Lithgow's understudy in the live presentation of Different Strokes. Um, what? Yeah. Wow. That's a big deal. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Did you get to meet him? Yes. I had worked with John a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, What's he I like? Was... What's his deal? Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> John's amazing. He's, um, he's a very, very, he's as nice as you can imagine, you know. And he also knows everyone by name. I mean, he even knew the extras by the first name. He was, wow. I was on, wow. The first time I met him, I was on uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. It's okay. 100th episode. And the first day of work was the morning after the Emmys, and they had all won a ton of Emmys. So it was Mm. quite a week to be there. Um, And then a few weeks after that, well, a couple of months after that, uh, John called me at home and asked me to be in a staged reading of an Oscar Wilde play he was putting together. So, Mm -hmm. um, and that was a blast. And That is so cool. Yeah. He's great. Cool. Well, speaking of creatures, I was going to ask, you have to tell us all about being on Star Trek and like what kind that was. Like, I don't, I'm not a Trekkie. I can't say that I am, but I'm very intrigued because your picture is amazing. Um, Everybody, I'll post the IMDb picture. Yeah. <laughs> but because I, I know there's so many iterations of Star Trek. So like, tell us all about that and what that was oh like. Are you a Trekkie? Oh my God. Okay. This is a story. <laughs> there's a story here. Um, The, the character was Murak. And okay. he is a Vulcan. And, um, okay, I'm just going to have to be very honest about all of this. I never liked Star Trek when everything <laughs> came up. I never paid any attention to it. My mother and brother loved it, but I had never been into it. I happened at the time to be romantically inclined with somebody who was a Trekkie. Okay. And when I got the script, I didn't understand it. <laughs> and we sat up all night and I got this huge, um, the backstory of the entire history of Star Trek. Oh, my God. And what Vulcans were and how they differed from Romulans and all this oh my stuff. Gosh. And I basically had to learn the script phonetically because I just didn't understand all the. I bet. But I went in That's and got the part. And um, boy, that was interesting. You know, it was very early. You had to be in the makeup chair at 5 a.m. and you were in for two and a half hours or three hours or something. And the costume was amazing. I was practically sewn into it. It was just a beautiful thing. But I was nervous as you can be on that set. I bet. Because I didn't understand the world that I was supposed to be inhabiting. And I'll tell you, a very funny, candid little story. When it was all over, I got a call to come in and do some dubbing, some ADR on it. Yeah. And for that, you go into this special sound booth and they play your scene and then they have you say the lines exactly and match your lips, lip movement. Mm. 
mm-hmm. um, but s- say it a different way, you know, just different uh, interpretation or inflection of the same line. Right. And you do that for every line of the thing. And I went in and I figured, oh, you know, there was a sound problem or something. And that's why we were doing it. And the director, oh, I'll never forget him. He was he was so diplomatic. He goes, OK, well, um, now I'm going to play. He explained how it's done. And he said, now. In this one, the director would like you to be, oh, maybe more forceful. And I was like, OK, OK, well, let's. And so he goes, we're going to play what you did. And then we'll go back and let you try it a few more times. So he plays the scene for me. Gayest Vulcan in the galaxy. I was so (laughs) nervous. I was practically lisping. It was hilarious. And I drove over in that sound booth and just... And I waved at the back. I said, I get it. I see. (laughs) Say no more. Say no more. (laughs) That's awesome. So we dubbed it. <laughs> we dubbed the whole thing. And oh my god! <laughs> were you less nervous when you were dubbing it? Like, do you think you did so better much or whatever? Less nervous, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is so. It, it you know what? Are there gay Vulcans? There should be. Shouldn't there should be. No, I mean, I think I think there should be. <laughs> <laughs> That is so amazing. I love it. Was it just one episode that you were in or was it multiple? No, it was just one. It was um, Enterprise, uh, Star Trek Enterprise and, oh God, what was it called? I can't remember. It wasn't the one with the main dude, right? Oh my God, which I'm forgetting his name in real life. You mean the main (sighs) Vulcan, the head of all Vulcans? Not Patrick Stewart. No, no. The good guy. Um, um, Scott Bakula was the... Was that his name? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, did you get to interact with them at all or was it not that one? Uh, I don't think I had a scene with Scott. Okay. If I'm being honest, I don't know anything about Star Trek either, but I I respect it. (laughs) Most of my scenes were with no one because I was was, um, uh, on my ship talking to a monitor and they were talking to me so i was actually talking to nothing i see okay 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 i get it i get it but i'm sure the crew was still kind of like daunting as well being there yeah well i was Was the ship cool oh yes the set was really cool and i I was an actor named gary that's all i remember and he was like some mucky muck in the vulcan world and he okay. had been on the show for quite a while off and on. And he was so cool. He was like, he kept me sort of together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You need that person, I feel, sometimes. Because yeah, your own yeah, head yeah. goes like back and forth. Oh, yeah. my God. That is so crazy. Yeah, it was. And, you know, um, yeah, that I, I said it was, they were very long days. You would, once you were done... You'd go back to the makeup chair, and it took an hour and a half to get out of the makeup, too. You know? oh, my it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Was it like prosthetics? Yeah. The ears were. Ah, okay. The ears, and they had to do your hair all different, right? The wig that uh, gets that luxurious Vulcan hair. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the costumes being, like, super pristine as well, you know? Oh, yeah. I, like I said, my costume was a piece of work. It was so beautiful. Where'd they film that? They filmed that at Paramount. Oh, okay, okay. I got it. 
Wow, that's intense. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad used to watch that uh, Star Trek, but I never really like got into it. And I think he, I don't know. I know there are some schools of thought where you're like either Star Trek or Star Wars. You like one better than the other, kind of like yeah, cats like, versus dogs kind of thing. But I don't know if that's true. Or not. You know, I I was never a science fiction fan mm-hmm. in, in in any way. Um, in the early '70s, there was a film called The Andromeda Strain. And I loved it. And that was like the only science fiction I'd ever shown any interest in until they came out with Battlestar Galactica. Mm. My God, what a series. That was so great. That sort of turned my head about all things science fiction. Yeah. Started getting in. I want to watch the newest one. They've got a new one. Um, I mean, it's not like 2020 or anything like that, but I think it was like a couple years ago or something yeah. where they, they redid it. They redid which? Star Trek? Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Battlestar. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one I saw. Maybe You're probably, it's probably the one before that because that one was newer. It's a really high, well-produced 90s or yeah. 2000s or something. Uh, yeah, that was probably the first one. Yeah. Okay. Either way. That's so cool, though. I love that you got to do that. And I honestly, I mean, you say you were nervous because you didn't know the world. But honestly, I bet people are even more nervous that do know the world as well. So, like, it could have mm-hmm. gone either way. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It was also it was also um, technically a drama. Mm-hmm. And I am not very comfortable in drama. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, I'm much more at home doing comedy. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's good to know. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, one thing that I ask also everybody is if you have a character that you resonate the most with on Parks and Rec, like out of all the characters um, on the show, is there someone that you think that you are the most similar to? As an actor or as Barney? As a person. No, not as Barney. As a person. Like like you, John Balma. Do you resonate the most? Like, for example, I resonate the most with Leslie because I feel like I'm kind. I can be uptight, but also like casual and organized, but also very like A plus B equals C mm-hmm. and comedy and all that stuff. Um, so I'm just curious if there's anybody that you think that you resonate the most with on. Um, well, I'll tell you quite honestly, I'm a Gemini. Okay. So I I see a lot of myself in two characters. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that's okay myself and nick okay um yeah the very sort of uh withholding dry Mm. (laughs) and a lot of myself in chris the sort of over enthusiastic puppy dog but yeah yeah that's a great combo yeah that is a great combo Yeah, he's he's nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know one question I was going to ask too. Speaking of Chris and your scene with him, um, when they're trying to get April the job, he in that last season they have the phones that are like, um, you know, supposed to be from a couple years in advance or whatever. I think it, the year was like what 2017 or something like yeah, this. Which our phones did not end up that way. Do not. That's fine. <laughs> Do you remember watching that? And it's like the it's like this virtual kind of reality situation almost where the screen is lifted off the phone. Um, you know, I only heard about that after the fact. Yeah, well, I was just wondering what they used for it. Like, what was he holding in his actual hand, you know? I have no idea. I don't like, remember. It must have just been like because a piece of Because on nothing looked futuristic. And then mm. when you saw it, I, I didn't even uh, know about it until a fan actually asked that very question. 
mm. at Comic-Con um, one year. And I was like, what are they talking about? And I went <laughs> and I looked at the episode and I was like, wow, what is that? That's pretty fancy. Um, yeah. It's very Star Trek-y almost. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was just even, curious. I was so oblivious. I didn't even notice it on set, what they were doing. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Maybe it was like a green screen situation. Like he was holding like a piece of green something or other. And then they. No, they he wasn't. I would have noticed. Oh, um, OK. We're getting closer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're eliminating <laughs> options. I don't know. Oh, maybe he was. Was he pretending to hold something? <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah, like maybe he was just holding it in his hand like so kind of that, thing. That's I don't know. very possible. Or he was holding just a a flat piece of metal mm. that they projected on. Mm. Okay, okay. I don't Okay, know. well, either way, I was curious if you knew about that, but yeah. Uh, well, was yeah. there any other memories that you remember that you can think of? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, no. I know we already talked about it so much, so you don't, you can say no for sure. I'm just making sure I cover all my bases. <laughs> Yeah. No, I went to the rap party for the series, and that was fabulous. Oh, fun! That's awesome. It was. It was. Um, I just. Uh, it was again another night of being starstruck because, like, everyone was there. You know, mm-hmm. um, John Hamm was there. I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, because he plays that yeah, super random, awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. What do they do at rap parties? Is it more just like a party and it's you're like party. drinking and having food or is that it's it? A, do they do it's games? A, it's speeches? a party. This was in some club in Hollywood that I had never heard of before. And it's kind of like being in a big sort of almost disco-ish club. There's a dance mm-hmm. floor and there's places to stand and sit in bars and food and everything. And at some point in the evening, um, all the big honchos get up and, give speeches and thank everybody. And yeah. That's awesome. I'm so glad you were able to go and enjoy that with everybody. Me too. It was a blast. Yay. Well, Maddie, did you have any other questions that you can think of? No, I've, I've had a blast though. And it was so awesome to hear your, your, I mean, cause I think you have a different arc than the other people we've listened to. Right. Like, I mean, I think it's a, a long, the longest really? arc. Yeah, kind of like how you start and then slowly build up and then you have like a chunk of a season where you're there a lot. Yeah. So I think yeah. that it's cool. And I really appreciate your time. It's always nice to hear. Oh, you're so very about welcome. our favorite things. This was <laughs> yeah, that's so true. This was an absolute treat. Thank you for finding me. <laughs> oh, my gosh, my pleasure. Yeah, that's so true, Maddie. I didn't really even think about that. But well, I guess we talked about it a little but like, yeah, you were like really monotone at the beginning. And then you just kind of amp up into this character that we all grow to love, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, do you have any Instagram things? I know you said you're not really on social media. But do you have any social medias that we can plug or no? Oh, um, okay. Well, I'm on Facebook, of course. Okay. As John Balma, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm love. I, I somewhere there's a Twitter account that okay. I stopped using years ago, but I'm going to start using it again. And it's again, it's John Balma. I think it's at Real Barney Varm. Oh my God, nice. that's yes, fun. That's what it is. And uh, my dog business has a Instagram. Okay. SFO ways. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Thank so you excited. so much for being here today. Honestly, this is such a treat. What a delight you are. Well, it's so wonderful. Thank you so much. And if you see me on the street, say hello. 
Yes. yes. Next time I go to San Francisco, I'll hit you up. <laughs> and if you're in Nashville or Arizona, you let us know. Oh, one of my yes. best friends in the world lives in Nashville. I should come out there. Okay. Come on down. Well, wait for COVID to get its yeah. shit together and yeah. then come. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck with teaching and good luck with um, George Clooney and your business. And we're just so happy for you and so glad that we got to talk yeah. to you today. Oh, thank you so much. And let us know if there's anything else that you're doing that we can watch you in, okay? Okay, I will. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Have a good day. Yay! I loved him so much. Oh, my God. He's so perfect and special and cute. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When I The dog stuff got me. I know. I was like, because who does that? Like, they leave this big dream behind and find their other calling like Mm -hmm. um april was like that as well Mm -hmm. april eden right she she kind of just discovered this isn't my life anymore and Mm -hmm. found her other passion and that's so cool yeah i was thinking about her the other day when um she i don't know why it popped into my head when she was talking about how she was almost uh, jessica wicks and then she just didn't get to be jessica wicks and she was so Mm -hmm. close and this industry can break you if you let Mm -hmm. it and it yeah. is so I mean life in general can break you but like this industry in particular it's just like you get so close and then sometimes it just doesn't work out yeah and I think there's there's definitely some respect in the people who realize this isn't what's making me happy mm-hmm. anymore and they don't take it as I failed they take it as this isn't what I was meant for yeah and, I think you know, it always starts with thing. like oh I failed but <laughs> Oh, 100%. Like, I knowing myself, like, that's the, I think Mm -hmm. that's the first thought you go to, but having grace with yourself and realizing, you know, this isn't, this isn't where my future is. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I did little parts that are going to be memorable to people. Yeah. And it's not everything, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. not everything. And that's what they always say to, to remind yourself of when you are acting or doing music or whatever creative thing, or just in general, like Mm -hmm. your job isn't all of you. I always think about that with, (laughs) this sounds stupid, but um, that movie soul, when they say like your spark is not all of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's so important to remember, but it Regardless, is. he was just like so delightful. What a treat oh, yeah. and so sweet. And I'm, I'm so excited that he was like able to talk to us today about everything and anything. And <laughs> I felt like I really would just wanted to hear about his whole life. I could talk to him for I hours. Know. Oh, my gosh. I know there's I mean, there was just a I looked down at my phone at one point and I was like, oh, my gosh, we've been talking to him for almost an hour and it feels like it's been 15, 20 minutes. Like, I know. So, yeah. So good. He's, yeah. He is fascinating. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to him and hearing his life. Yeah, because for sure. Cool. Well, like I said, I will post uh, and tag all the things that he said, him and his partners. Um information and uh yeah and also i'll try to find his twitter but also at the same time like you can find it if you want to but i'm really interested in plug i don't know if we have any san francisco listeners i'm sure we do somewhere or someone who would visit but regardless like that would be really cool to spread the word about his businesses or his Mm -hmm. and his partner's business um and then i'll also of course find that picture that he was in of star trek (laughs) and um what was the other thing we talked about what was the show that he was just on something bots 
Oh, Storybots. Storybots. Yeah. Okay. I'll post so this. It. Is, yeah, this is a kids show. I believe it's on um, Netflix. I've showed clips of it to my kids. Like they they teach you little things like about music. How do you make music? Oh, there's rhythm and there's a melody and like so it's pretty cool. Yeah. They are awesome. literal robots and they tell stories. Yay. It's cool. <laughs> so cute. And it's so funny that he was an accountant on it. That's so awesome. Yes, I know. And teaching oh. kids accounting. That's so so responsible of this show. I know. We don't even do that in high school. It needs to no, be. Girl. So silly, so silly. But it's, I mean, I'm glad he also talked about like, you know, teaching that in his account or teaching accounting in his acting classes too. That is so important. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not an actor, but especially acting because like you don't know what your paycheck says. (laughs) Oh yeah. 100%. And the rates change and all that other bullshit. So whatever. But anyways, well, thank you all for being here, for listening. We appreciate you so much. Um, We'll have some more guest stars coming up for you later um, this month. But for now, we hope that you have a lovely week and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too.